Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Keeping your office running like a well-oiled power play. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's the second hour of Oilers Now. Brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. You can now buy your PCs from Digitex. Keep it all under one roof with one number to call and one simple invoice for all of your office technology needs. In this hour, uh, two guests that we will tie into our I Won't Be Home for Christmas feature, both because they've got experience dealing with that. Rob Brown, our Oilers in-game analyst, coming up momentarily. Of course, the World Junior Champion over in Russia one year. And Sean Burke, the general manager of... uh, the Spangler Cup team that was just announced today, and he's actually uh, sitting in a layover in New York City as he's flying over to Europe uh, and getting a bunch of guys to commit to play for Canada in that event. You can text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line, not your small-town dealership, with a huge new state-of-the-art facility. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford. And uh, our River Cree Resort Casino coming up momentarily. We're going to go there, 780-496-0063. 5440 on the 29th of December at the River Cree. We're on Twitter. I'm at uh, Bob underscore Stoffer. The show account is at Oilers Now. Dave Campbell is uh, pinch hitting, doing a great job for Brendan Escott. Dave, how do people get hold of you? Dave underscore Chet. Okay. And guests on the show receive gift cards to the Japanese village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Edmonton South, downtown, north side, and in Sherwood Park. All right, uh, without further ado, we're going to head off to a River Creek Resort Casino hotline. Rob Brown. Hi, Rob. How are you? I'm doing good, Bob. How are you today? Good. You played for Ken Hitchcock. You've seen him develop confidence in young players. Uh, he certainly did that in Kamloops. That team could always score. Um, today, yes, the up with Connor McDavid and Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Leon Dreisettle. On a second line today with Reader and Chase on, we should mention about a 42 to 43% possession metric over the last four games for Chase on McDavid and Dreisaitl. Something had to give, and you can also see some confidence being built in Paul Yarby. Well, we, we know that NHL is what did you do to me, for me today. And if the Oilers are having success, the lines stay the same. If the Oilers aren't, they, they change. And... Uh, we've seen that with all the different coaches that have come through here. I think that the top line sometimes needs a little uh, burst of, of excitement, and whoever gets to play with Connor certainly brings that burst because they're excited to play with Connor and have the chance. Um, Billy Harvey is going to get an opportunity. He's going to have to earn it. He's going to he'll get the first shift of the game, and that'll dictate how far he goes with playing on the first line. Uh, playing with Connor and playing with Ryan Nugent Hopkins on the other line. You've got to understand the game. You've got to know where to be on the ice, where to go. It's not just as simple as saying, all right, give the puck to Connor and he's going to get it back to you in a scoring cha- for a scoring chance. You've got to know where to go on the ice. You've got to read the plays beforehand. great example is the goal that Chase On scored, his last one playing with McDavid, where McDavid was going behind the net and throws it out the short side. Chase On knew that was going to happen, put himself in the right position. 
That's what Yessie's going to have to learn, and he's going to get opportunities. The Oilers need a second scoring line. They have not had it with Leon playing with Connor as of late. Connor, Leon's going to now try and get his own line going, thus the change in lines. But a great opportunity. We saw Alex Chasaw take advantage of an opportunity. Now Jesse Pugliarvi's going to have to do the same thing. Rob, the one thing I would say to me, Pugliarvi's... Uh, though he's not all the way there uh, in terms of his maturation, he's a more, he's got a more explosive stride than Chason. And what I saw with McDavid, Drysaddle, and Chason is uh, the play get bottled up in the neutral ice because there was a lack of explosiveness uh, on the wings for Connor, and teams were able to shut them down. And of course, the Oilers are also down a defense pairing, which has affected their transition game as well. And so, to me, that's the other part of it. I mean, Hitch basically. Came came in and within four days said, "I want to work with Jesse Poliarvi. I want to. I want to. You know, I want to. There's something there with this kid, and I want to grow this guy out. What does that do to, in Poliarvi's case, a guy who almost seemed lost at stages in this organization, went down to Bakersfield, albeit just for four or five games, but when the head coach says, "I want to take this on," what sort of me- and is that also a message in the room as well? Well, Hitch is a great manipulator. Hitch is a guy that makes you feel good about yourself. Uh, he, he, he knows what needs to be said. Everything that he says is pre-thought out. He doesn't just go off the cuff. Everything he says is premeditated. He knows, okay, I've got to send a message to, to uh, Pugliarvi today. I've got to show him some love. He needs some love. He's lacking confidence. So I'm going to throw something out there, a little tidbit. And you know that the media in Edmonton is going to take, take it and run with it. He does that on purpose. For a player, when you see the coach say something positive about you, it doesn't matter if you're a, a rookie or a 12-year vet. It makes you feel good. He's the guy that's pulling the strings. He's the guy that's passing out the ice time. You want him on your side. So when he says something positive, you swell. You find pride. Now, when you're a young kid that's struggling with your confidence, it is a boost that you sorely, desperately need. And, and so you, the first time you go out on the ice, you want to prove him right. Because now all these things are being written about you. Oh, he can do this. He can do that. We need him here. We need him there. Now you want to go and prove that everything he said was correct. So Hitch has given him a lifeline right now. Now it's up to Yessie. He's got to have to go out there and prove what Hitch said is right. Prove that he can he's capable of playing on the first line. Prove that he can take more minutes in. Because if Hitch will say things and he will do things, but his leash is not long. He said all those things earlier. He said Jesse's going to get a chance to play, and then he was getting eight, nine minutes. So he said the things about Milan Lucic. We need him, and Milan gets 10 minutes a night. So he will give you the opportunity, but if you don't seize it, He's got other players that he's going to put there. But for Yessie right now, you're starting the game on a line with Connor McDavid. If you do not have your A++ game coming, well, that's on you then. All right, Rob, we're going to switch focus here. Um, we've got uh, a, a sort of unique uh, concept, a theme of today. I won't be home for Christmas. During the holidays, loved ones are in our hearts, no matter where they are. All right, Rob. Uh, you have uh, you've you've been in hockey a long time. Uh, one of your first experiences, I'm going to assume, was with the World Junior Team over in Russia on the heels of the punch up in Piyashani. How unique of an experience was that for all of you guys back in 1987, 88? You ended up winning the gold medal, so you guys did pretty good. 
But I know you've regaled us with stories in the past about uh, some of the dietary concerns that were in Russia at that time. Uh, What do you remember about, uh, was that the first time you were away from your family at Christmas, or had that already occurred with your days playing with Hitch and uh, Kamloops? No, that was the first. I went 16 years in a row not being home for Christmas, and none of them are easy, but that was the first one. And I was, I think I just turned 19, so I was a 19-year-old kid. And it was hard. I mean, it, not only are you away, I mean, I was in Russia. And it wasn't the Russia that it was today where, you know what, let's go down and get some McDonald's. It was a Russia where there was armed guards all around our hotel, walking around with machine guns. There was armed guards. We had a uh, KGB dude that rode on the bus with us everywhere. We had to walk through Red Square. You had to walk in certain lanes when you went to, I, I, can, I can always get it mixed up. You either saw Lenin or Stalin. One of them is entombed over there. And when you go see him, you got to walk through this maze with your hands out of your pockets. Like, it was completely, I mean, something I'd never, ever thought I'd ever grow up and do. And there we are over there. And then if you want to call your parents on Christmas, when you were in the hotel, you would go to the hotel phone, you would call the operator, you would tell what number you want to call, and then eventually, sometime later in the day, your phone would ring in your room. So it could be hours later. So it was hard for 19-year-old kids. A hockey canner did an incredible job trying to make it as easy as it was. They had, on Christmas Day, we actually ate Canadian food. I think the trainers made us food. We had presents. We, you know, we, we, we sang Christmas carols. Everything we could possibly do to make it as uh, easy as it was. But for 19-year-old kids, being away from home, incredibly hard. Now, is it true you guys smuggled an entire duffel bag full of chocolate bars over there? It wasn't a duffel bag. It was three hockey bags, and it was not only chocolate bars, but potato chips and mac and cheese and cereal and pop, anything. It was actually Hitch's idea. Hitch told myself, Greg Hoggood, and I think it was Theo Fleury. He said he gave us all hockey bags. He said, go across the street to, I think it was like a Zeller's or a Woolworth's, and fill this with every junk food you could possibly think of. And we filled up three hockey bags, and we lived off of that over in Russia. We had a couple big jars of peanut butter that we would just eat with spoons. Anything that we could could, could uh, overcome the poor taste of the food that we had. The food was awful, awful. Everybody lost anywhere from you know 10 to 20 pounds while we played over there because it was a lot of the food was unedible. Like the milk was lumpy. I'm not a big lumpy milk fan. So it was tough, and but it was Hitch's idea. Hitch, Hitch knew um, he knew nutrition, so he made sure that we ate well <laughs> with the hockey bags full of food we brought. Oh, you've left it wide open. We'll just leave that one alone. <laughs> uh, now you said 16 years in a row you weren't home for Christmas. Uh, yeah. Was there a special event early in your NHL playing days, maybe in Pittsburgh, when some teammates took you in and made you feel part of the family? Um, well, in my, the years in Pittsburgh, we would always go over uh, to Mario Lemieux's house on Christmas Eve, and he would we'd have you know fun over there and kind of it was a real Christmas spirit. Like he, all the, their family was French, and they all opened up their presents on Christmas Eve, which was weird for me, but I mean it worked for him apparently. And then uh, I know that from learning from Mario when I was young how to take care of young players, and <laughs> probably. Stop saying this name around Edmonton right now, but Andrew Ferentz, his rookie season, he spent Christmas at our house, and as the years gone by, we always had a, a young player, or I believe Ken Hitchcock spent two Christmases 
at our house once in Kalamazoo. He spent Christmas with us on Christmas Day. And then I think there's another time, I think I was playing in Chicago, and I don't even know where he was coaching at that point, but he came into Chicago that year and spent Christmas with my wife and I as well. So we always had our house open for somebody on Christmas Day to make sure that everybody felt uh, the Christmas spirit. It's tough being away from home, so you want to make sure everyone enjoys it as much as they can. Rob, we appreciate your time. This will be your last appearance on our show uh, before Christmas. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you and your family. We'll see you down here Saturday night for the Oilers and Tampa Bay. Sounds good, Bob. Merry Christmas to you and your family as well. All right. This is Oilers Now, and that is I Won't Be Home for Christmas. For those who can't make it home this holiday season, our thoughts are with you. Merry Christmas from 630 Chad. Only this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer down at Rogers Place. Again, the news of the day. Connor McDavid no longer has Leon Dreisaitl on his right wing. The Oilers have split McDavid and Dreisaitl up. The Oilers a little bit quiet offensively over the last couple games, uh, losing uh, back-to-back games against Vancouver and St. Louis. The Oilers' top line has been struggling possession-wise for a while. They have been getting stops. One of the guys that we see regularly in this building, he's a scout for the Montreal Canadiens. He's also a manager for Canada's team at the upcoming Spengler Cup, which has taken place over in Switzerland every year right after... uh, Christmas uh, was Canada's GM for uh, last year's Olympic team as well. We welcome back to the show uh, father of a son that plays at the University of Alberta for Ian Herbers, Sean Burke. Sean, how you doing? I'm great, Bob. Happy holidays to you, and uh, yeah, good to be on again. With yes, you. absolutely. Uh, we're going to split this interview kind of into two parts, uh, and we'll start by talking about the here and now, your current role, general manager, uh, one of the managers for the Spangler Cup. you got Kevin and Ian coaching the team, and uh, you guys released the, the team today. This is a really unique tournament, uh, one that's very popular amongst European players. And I guess the first question I have for you is, how difficult is it to put together uh, the team, the composition of the team? Because obviously these are guys that are not playing in the NHL. And in most cases, uh, you know, American Hockey League, uh, uh, NHL organizations don't let those guys uh, go either. So it's got to be a little bit of work on your part, isn't it? Yeah, well, you know what? You probably get a better answer for, for that question, asking Ron Francis, who's co-managing the team with me for his first time uh, doing this event he's been really um, you know i guess uh, in some ways surprised at the at the process he's done a tremendous job um using a lot of his contacts uh, and and that's really how you put this team together you know you gotta you've got to get obviously as many guys out of europe as you can but there's not uh, a ton of guys playing in switzerland and the other leagues all play through the tournament so you're really putting your team together uh bit by bit piece by piece and a lot of uh, a lot of teams have helped us this year in the american league uh, nhl general managers have been uh, have been really good by uh, lending us a couple players here and there and that's really how you do it you piece it together and you go over there and uh, you kind of you kind of gel as quickly as you can because it's a very competitive tournament sean uh, i noticed that dante fabro is on the list he's probably nashville's best prospect right now out of uh, boston university i mean he's kind of the rarity for this team, right? Because it tends to be older veteran Canadian players, but here you have a guy that's a, a top-flight prospect for an NHL organization. Yeah, again, 
and that's a real um, a real bonus for us. We were lucky last year as well. We used uh, a couple college kids. Um, you know, and again, it's it's a tournament where you're going to dig into as many different places as you can to try to find the best players. But you know, you're not usually uh, very lucky with getting those top top prospects. Teams are a little bit uh, skeptical at times of sending them. And uh, you know, Nashville, uh, David Poyle was great. He thought the tournament would be good for the kid, good for his development. So that's uh, that's great for us. And we've uh, we've got another kid out of Western Michigan, Cole Conrad, who's a a very good college player, a little centerman that plays at Western Michigan. Andy Murray has a long history at the Spangler Cup, so he saw the value in, in Cole playing for us. And uh, we've got a good team. We've got a very good balance of some veteran guys, some European players, and, uh, and, a, and a few college kids thrown in there as well. From Hockey Canada, he also is a scout for the Montreal Canadiens, Sean Burke. Sean, we're now going to switch focus. We're going to talk a bit about I won't be home for Christmas. During the holidays... Loved ones are in our hearts, no matter where they are. All right, so on that note, I mean, this is a family that you guys are putting together, and you're asking players to be away from a family, and that's part and parcel often to being a pro player, though it's changed in the last few years because of the CBA. Spangler Cup's a really cool event, but there still is that family aspect in terms of getting people to commit for this, isn't there? And we're very lucky. It's uh, it really is a family tournament. As many as many of these guys uh, are away uh, from their families, most of them are going to have people there. And uh, and you know, the last couple of years, I was amazed at uh, the amount of support there is for this tournament. There's a ton of Canadians that come over to Switzerland at Christmas time. Obviously, the families are the majority for the players, but there's a lot of other people that take their holiday, come over there and watch this tournament. And it's a, it's a very uh, festive environment. So it really is a unique tournament, and, I, and I've told so many people that it's one of those things you throw on your bucket list and you try to do once in your lifetime. And uh, as much as it's Christmas and you, you, know, you want to be around your family and not everybody's there, the guys are very well supported. Let me ask you this. During the course of your career as either a player, and of course you're an NHL goaltender for a number of years, you represented Canada in multiple events, uh, and again as a, uh, you know, as a manager and involved in NHL organizations, how many times do you think you've been away from your family uh, over the years uh, playing uh, because you were playing hockey or in hockey? Oh yeah, I mean at least half of the at least half of the time, and uh, you know it was goes back to World Junior, and I was uh, lucky enough to represent Canada back in uh, in, in Hamilton uh, mid '80s, um, so that was the first time. But you know we all understand this business that. Um, you get your summers off. Uh, hopefully they're not too long most of the time, but you do get plenty of time in the summer and you make up for it. But Christmas is, uh, is, is a couple quick days usually, and a lot of the time you're not even there for it. So it's, uh, it's a sacrifice in a lot of ways, but, um, you know, guys really, really do uh, enjoy this time of year. In tournaments like this, World Junior, uh, Spangler Cup, those kind of events, you have your second, your extended family with you the whole time. So it's, it's, it's a real neat experience. When you broke into the NHL and you played the 88, I remember you played the 88 Olympics for uh, Canada, uh, but New Jersey was the team you came in with. Was there uh, some players, some veteran guys that took a guy like you in and made you feel a part of their family over the Christmas break? Oh, absolutely. You know, it's one thing about the NHL that, um, and again, I'm sure all the other sports are similar, but I, I definitely know that in the NHL there's a, there's a real camaraderie, and, and older players have always been great with young guys, especially your first couple of years in the league where you're most likely single and you're 
you're by yourself at Christmas. So I've, I've had lots of, uh, you know, great experiences with other people's families where they have you over at Christmas and you watch their kids open up gifts. And you know, I go way back to, I can remember uh, Peter McNabb and, and Doug Sullivan and guys like this in my first year in Jersey. You never have a shortage of places to go. Bob Solvay used to have me over uh, all the time, especially Christmas time. So, you know, you learn you learn that and you, and you do it yourself as you get older. And uh, as I said earlier, really is an extended family. We're lucky uh, when you play a team sport that you have that much support around you. Well, we got a, an Edmonton area guy, Dustin Nielsen, who works at the other station, but uh, now does U of A Golden Bears, who I did for 13 years. I know he's looking forward to going over there. Uh, I always watch the event uh, year after year from the Spangler Cup, and uh, I wish Canada the best of luck. And thank you for shedding uh, some insight with us in terms of putting the uh, you know the team together, the composition, and some of your experiences at Christmas as well, Sean. Thanks a lot. Yeah, my pleasure. Happy holidays. I'll see you uh, in Edmonton shortly after after the turn. I'll be back up there to watch some games. All right. Thanks a lot. That is uh, Sean Burke. He's a manager with Team Canada for the Spangler Cup, and he also is a uh, pro scout for the Montreal Canadiens. It is 128 at Edmonton. That is, I won't be home for Christmas. And this is Oilers Now. For those who can't make it home this holiday season, our thoughts are with you. Merry Christmas from 630 Chad. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.